0: Are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Shamir Tech for tonight, and with me, joining me in the studio, joining us in the studio, in fact, are um, can you please introduce yourself, Christina and Maria? Maria?
1: Hello, hello.
2: So, yeah, my name is Maria. I'm a part of the Board of Feminists of Maastricht, and I'm from Spain and currently studying European law. And what about you, Christina?
1: I am Christina. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> I am also in the board of FOM, and we are very, very happy to be here today. Thank you, Shiam, also for doing this and for reaching out. And I am also from Greece. I'm studying arts here, and we are joined by uh, many other lovely ladies in the board. And we also have a lot of members from Maastricht. Yeah, yeah. So
2: you know, a Feminist of Maastricht is part uh, of the university and. We are also part of the DNI office at the same university, and we have many events and collaborations that we will talk about later more.
0: Perfect, and really thank you so much for um, indeed for, for being on Student Radio Maastricht, and yeah, so you you both uh, you study you say you studied art you study art it's you're from uh, I Arts right uh, say so University's out.
1: Yes, I am. Good Special video.
0: shout out! Shout out to iart <laughs> yeah, definitely, and shout out to law faculty, law Fakul- La Fakul- yeah. faculty as well. <laughs> we, we we always do shout outs on the radio. Okay. And shout
1: out to my mum. <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And yeah, so yeah, we started off with a super cool super cool song, Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. Before we uh, we jump into the to the feminist podcast or the feminist the feminism uh, fe- Feminist of Maastricht podcast today or episode today. Should we uh, listen to another little track and then we
2: yeah, sure, carry yeah. on?
0: Yeah. And this one is called No Doubt. No, this one is called Just to Go by No Doubt rather. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> listening to student radio maastricht on rtv 107.5 fm <coughs> sorry <laughs> my name is sham and you can you can clearly um, see the effects of carnivaling but but <laughs> but before we go into the in, into discussing all that in the studio today joining us is christina and maria um, and yeah we are we are you're both uh, part of feminists of maastricht and, yeah, seeing us, you know, it, it's time to talk about feminism in 2022.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> please, um, yeah, t- please, please let tell our audience uh, a bit about feminism, mainstream feminism. And, uh, yeah, I'm also curious to know, to be honest, okay. about, about intersectionality.
1: So you want to start defining what is intersectionality? Yes. So we consider ourselves intersectional feminists, which is, let's say, Um, A category of feminism, but for us it's the only category of feminism that um, takes into consideration all different groups of people that can join. And in short, intersectionality means to have a framework to understand how aspects of a person's social and political identity combine, and they create different Mm -hmm. levels of discrimination and privilege. So, for example, let's say we take into consideration someone's gender expression, and then we also add on top of that, their race, or their diverse ability, or their sexuality, or their financial status. So all of these things combine, and they kind of create a ladder of oppression. And we think it's very important to always keep that in mind when we have conversations around the topic of feminism. And we also have an interesting example for you that maybe, Maria, you want to talk about because it's something maybe most people can kind of relate to because it's about pop music.
2: Yeah, so one of the examples we have think about is Beyoncé. And we have to take into account always when looking to feminism, a a perspective that is intersectional. So starting with Beyoncé, we would say she's a black woman, she's a business owner, and she's a model of empowerment. Everyone kind of... Uh, sees her in that way but we also have to take the different perspective and the fact that he that she is also a celebrity a millionaire and she has some financial issues around her so we have to always think about it in really many um, different areas different perspectives one, once we start uh, assessing what the situation is so in this in this case for example we should have always to take one um one of the views as of gender, as of race, as of being black, but the other, it's also important, you know, what's her financial status, Mm -hmm.
1: what's happening there. Yes, and that's the difference mostly between intersectional feminism and mainstream feminism, because mainstream feminism, we would consider mostly white, cis feminism, Or more so connected to the first wave of feminism around the 20s which got us of course the right to vote which we're all extremely grateful for thank you suffragettes but after that we kind of need to move on and re-examine and reassess our ideas around the systems that exist currently and how these can create those multi-level ladders of oppression
2: yeah I would say Mainstream feminism is kind of the first step, so when you start hearing about feminism, reading about feminism, is what you kind of relate to, mainstream feminism, you want to wear a t-shirt saying women <laughs> are the best, <laughs>
1: <but> <laughs> or, girl <boss. laughs> or girl
2: boss, but after that then you uh, need to realize that there's more like a structural problem and structural changes are needed, so this mm-hmm. is like the second step, I would say to feminism and becoming
1: intersectional in the view you have around the society and around all this structure. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think we should also say that feminism is for everyone. Of course, there are people who are being more or less oppressed by the patriarchal system, but feminism fights for equal rights for women, but this is in combination with a lot of structures that already exist. So of course, feminism has a place in a lot of struggles and... It's not just for cis women; it's for everyone. I think it's important that everyone feels like they have a place in the movement.
0: Do, do you reckon, like the the mainstream narrative of feminism is sort of exclusive, like it sort of excludes a lot of um, a lot of people?
2: Yeah, hmm. of course. I mean, I I would say in the beginning, it's because you are putting like a, a bunch of people on the same targeting and on the same uh, etiquette, so. After that, you have to think about intersectionality. That's why if you start saying, okay, so this is feminist for everyone, or this is equality for everyone, it's going to be discriminatory either way, like 100%, it's impossible to have such a huge group Mm -hmm. with the same necessities and with the same inequalities.
1: Yeah. So it's important to also be present because your voice needs to be heard if you belong to a specific group that is oppressed for specific reasons, it's important that then you are part of the conversation. And I think that's what mainstream feminism maybe sometimes gets wrong. Like they try to present one voice that can cover a lot of different issues. But it's important that people who represent those issues are the people who are also affected by the issues. Absolutely.
0: Does it, it yeah, to me, like mainstream feminism sort of gets this, but I, I know how to put it, Academically, it's like Mm a binary normative. So like it's either male, female and that's it. And then everyone else is excluded, basically. And of course, like you mentioned, cis males and cis females then.
1: Yeah, a lot of Uh, times that's the case. So we're really trying to be one of the generations that kind of broadens that up and opens it up to more people with maybe different ideologies from before that can now join.
0: Cool, 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 cool. I'm I'm really glad you're doing (laughs) that. Yeah, Thank
1: you. You can join as well. Perfect. Yeah. I'm, You're uh, welcome. <laughs> very, very much honored. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But you also study
0: about this in, um, in, in your studies now.
1: So I think um, all of us more or less are kind of connected to this subject. Maybe not necessarily academically, but I think at points in our lives, of course, we've had We've had to come to terms with the fact that there is something there and we're trying to put words to it. And then we kind of discover feminism, a little bit of its history, and we connect our experiences. For me, it wasn't necessarily through art. Like we do have some subjects that revolve around social issues and human rights issues at school, at the Zoid uni here but I think it was mostly through personal experiences that I became interested in it. And for you, Maria, as well, in law studies, of course, you touch on it.
2: Yeah, for me, it's the same, actually. Like, it's true that we have some part of law that maybe it's related to these things, you know, some laws and stuff, but I think it's more like personal kind of um, discovery, starting to reading things and then having hints that something, like, it's wrong, you know, something has to be changed, Mm -hmm. and then, from there, you start like amplifying your, your knowledge, you start acknowledging things, you start reading, you start watching, and then you see that there's a real problem in the world and that it's intersectional. the problem. Like, even if we don't want it, if we, even if it would be easy to say, okay, this is mainstream feminism, this is binary, as you said before, unfortunately, that's not the case. So we have to take into account the reality, not the kind of platonic
1: world. Mm-hmm. And I think for most people as well, that's how you kind of, discover these notions it's through experience you don't need to be an academic to join you don't need to know the terminology you don't need to do like a whole paper before you come and take part in a conversation everyone can speak from their own experience
0: yeah yeah no i fully get it and i'm so glad you, you you're joining as well from the law perspective um indeed because a lot of the law is written from this i don't know, dare i say old-fashioned i mean i don't have a background in law um but to me, it does seem like yeah it's it's very um very old fashioned kind of way of thinking very often, and like in today's generation like it. yeah, we have <laughs> examples
2: like there are many uh, books of law that say same sex marriage is prohibited and stuff like mm. that. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, we, yeah, we should definitely keep get back to the um, to the topic of law for another day. Maybe I think it's it's a very interesting topic yes. as well. Yeah. we
1: have yes. a lot to say about the <laughs> the Cost recognition interest. of the term of uh, femicide. <laughs> Fe- so, okay. have us back on whenever you want. <laughs> we're free. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're, you're always welcome to join in. And also, please uh, spread the word because yeah, the law faculty, one of the biggest in Maastricht, right? It's a pretty um pretty prominent faculty.
3: Yeah, we uh, are a lot
2: of people, yeah. actually. And in my I think when we started, we were like 500 people. So, wow. that's a lot. Only on my bachelor. There are a million more. Wow, so, yeah.
0: that's a lot of laws, <laughs> a lot of lawyers. A lot of lawyers, a lot of lawyers. <laughs> we are, we are gonna get it right <laughs> soon, soon, soon. But do you reckon um, it's time to uh, have a little musical break?
1: Yes, yes, please.
0: And the next song is, uh, I think, "Money Is King." Speaking about law uh, <laughs> or possession, but sure. it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting choice.
4: Enjoy. If he has Coco Bay. If a man has money today, people don't care. If he has Coco Bay, he can commit murder and get off free. Live in the governor's company. But if you are poor, people tell you, shoot, a dog is better than you.
0: Leila McKella with her song, Money is King. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham. your tech for today. And joining us in the studio is Christina and Maria. Can you give us a whoop-whoop?
3: Whoop-whoop! Whoo. Hello, everyone! <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you so much for, uh, for joining in today. And we are talking on um, the topic of feminism Uh, And you are both part of, indeed, Feminists of Maastricht. And indeed, the next section is about how come and why are we talking about this topic in this day and age? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's it's a very... um, Very interesting section.
1: (laughs) It's a very common question, I feel like. I think, um, Maria, I think you agree, but I hear it a lot. Like, people are always like, yeah, but what's the point now? Why now? Don't you have equal rights? Like, I'm sure in a lot of businesses, in a lot of workplaces, in school and everywhere, people can't get away with the things that they used to anymore. And yet, that's not the case. Maybe it looks like it, or especially in a country like the Netherlands, maybe it feels like it as well but we decided to touch on this topic and have some examples so we can see that that's not always the reality that women or people in the spectrum of womanhood experience. So for example, and I'm sorry to do this to you all after the carnival, but Ukraine. So the war now I think is a good example of how the ladders of oppression that we mentioned earlier work and will work in the future as well in a a state that has been demolished. So there is also this, um, I want to say, urge for Ukrainian men, but it's not an urge, it's a, mm,
3: for lack of a better. Finding people.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, That have been prohibited to travel in a specific age group because they need to be used as troops. So I think this is an important moment to kind of think, where men fall into feminism as well. Because, of course, we do not want that for people. We do not want them to be used as just body counts. We do not want them to enlist and to defend a struggle that is not their own. So, of course, this has a lot to do with feminism because then these people are being oppressed by the same systems that have been oppressing people in the same spectrum as us And also in Poland, for example, the ban on abortions, that's very recent. You would think that these things have stopped happening, both of these things. War, hunger, bans on human rights, violations everywhere, and yet they're still here and they're very, very recent. And also maybe something that more people can relate to here, political campaigns. We've seen some posters around the city that have a very strong anti-queer message, Um, in light of the coming elections for the municipality. So, of course, this is, again, very in the now. So why not have feminism be... uh, an issue that we talk about still to this day. Because all these three examples, they really fall into the category of intersectional feminism and we really need to keep the conversation going. We have secured some freedoms and some rights, but we have such a long way to go still until we can all be truly equal and free.
2: Yeah, and I also feel in these examples that you mentioned that uh, it's really important to take into account the role of men And how, for example, joining an army is a synonym of having like an over-masculinity? Masculinity. 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 (laughs) And no femininity at all. Like you have to start like with the violence, with like going crazy, killing people, (laughs) basically. So that's also, I think, an important point of view. You know, you have to leave your family. It's really, really mm, like a situation where you have to like shut down all emotions, I guess, and start mm-hmm. like
1: being the man you have inside, you know,
2: yes. ironically.
1: And what this does to someone's psychology, feeling like you either have to flee or fight, or that you have this burden, you have something to prove, you have to be violent, you have to be eager to defend something, literally with guns and with your own body in the trenches. This is This is unimaginable.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Also, talking about elections, I think it's uh, such a good point that you said that because they are coming in in two weeks. We have to vote just so you know every international Life student can also go voting if you are like registered in the in the municipality and uh, yeah, uh, we advise you to just stay informed, really uh, read what's every party doing and what's planning on doing and look out for sexist or racist idea that may come out like really in hidden places but Once uh, you vote, and once you speak up, and once you raise up your voice, then you can really make the change. And we kind of need this community, as we were mentioning before, to fight for our
1: rights and to finally live in an equal world. Mm -hmm. And I think, speaking again on voting here in the Netherlands, because this you can probably relate to, and yes, you should go vote. The oppression ladders also work in a way that the further down you are, you are more and more underrepresented. So, of course, (laughs) if you don't speak up, if you don't express your opinion, if you don't talk about the issues that matter to you specifically or to your group of people, there will be no changes and no policies that will allow the group of people to Uh, move in the class system that you belong to. So that's usually the case that we see there's no movement in between the classes because there are no opportunities being distributed equally throughout the classes. So it's important to keep that in mind. You could be informed about more issues and you could look out for those issues that will make a difference for your life specifically and for the issues that affect you specifically.
2: Yeah, and I also seen in a lot of my friends that they don't really want to vote because they don't really feel like they are living here or whatever, they also go often go out uh, back home. But I think it's really good that we have this opportunity to vote here and to take part in the elections. Since um, we, students, we represent a really big part, a percentage of the mastery population. And many changes are being made, you know, regarding bicycles, regarding studying. Many, many changes have been made thanks to that. And thanks to voting and, and having student interest also coming to the
1: table. Mm-hmm. This is the part where I feel like I have to say for my ideologies, this is also not a paid message by the council for you this to go This is not a promotion. Yeah, this is not a promotion. Just to make it clear also, just to make it clear that both Maria and I are not representing a larger amount of voices. We are just two people from the Feminists of Maastricht Everyone who comes there has their own opinion, they express their own concerns. So, we're just here talking about some things that we felt were a bit more relevant, were easy to follow, and were a good first representation for what we do and what you can expect if you wish to join us later on. But of course, all these subjects are very wide. So, all the time that we can have now to devote to them, we will. But you can, of course, follow us more, and then we will have more in depth conversations. And Maria, you had a very interesting also subject to briefly talk about, which is a book, it's called Invisible yeah. Women.
2: Yeah, actually now that you were talking about this, all all these examples about feminism, it came to my mind this uh, book called Invisible Women by Caroline Garcia. And it is a book uh, which basically states all the da- data that's regarding women and in which way they are discriminated all over the world. So. Uh, I don't know, uh, from, for example, drugs or how drugs are tested only in men to how uh, the measurements of men are standard, standardized, resides. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring up one of the examples here, which is uh, that women make up only 74% of people heard, read, or read about or seen in newspaper, television, or radio news. Mm,
1: 24, that is.
2: 24%. Yeah. What
1: <laughs> you said 74, which oh, would be such a joyful 20, occasion. No, 24, 24%. Unfortunately,
2: yeah. yeah. And yeah, I wanted to bring be that because I think it's really important to have always the women's perspective on communication and how a war is portrayed and how uh, a situation, like a political situation is portrayed. Always having that uh, from men's perspective, I mm-hmm. think it's
1: always biased and kind of not really the reality. What do you think? Yes, exactly. I think it's super interesting, especially this number, 24%, like it's such a low percentage. And we're talking about mainstream channels and media outlets that the whole world reads or watches or listens to we are on the radio right now but apparently we fall into the 24% so thank you sham for including us in that small percentage that <laughs> maybe we can make a difference yeah maybe it's slowly increasing but this is insane because yes we're talking about the news all over the world imagine if you read about the ban on abortions and you don't even see the representation that the ban is meant to harm in this case in the newspaper how can you even trust that this policy is in your favor which it isn't but you can't even get the correct documentation on it yeah and
2: i also feel that uh, you know it's always important to speak out from your your own perspective and your own uh, kind of place on the on the on the societal structure mm-hmm. so i think that only being represented mostly but by, by cis men it also kind of hidden all the spectrum that's in there, you know, and at the end, we have all the information from this side. It's like when you won a war and you say, yeah, but all this information is from the winner of the war. Mm -hmm. This is the same, at least we have the information of the 50% of the population, more or less. (laughs) So we kind of are biased in every, everything we read, we watch or we create. Because we don't have the real information for coming from the real people that are suffering, even if it's a woman, even if it's a low-class person, whatever it is. Yes.
0: Yeah. No. I'm really glad you mentioned, uh, especially in the beginning, about the um, about the army or like the armed forces, which um, which really I've been look are not personal, not not out of any personal interests, but recently with the war in Ukraine, um, this sort of came up somewhere uh, either on television. But anyways, I, I read about like the criteria for joining the army and it is mind-bogglingly, like you mentioned, like uber-masculine. Mm-hmm. But in so many ways, it could be like any random thing. <laughs> and then I wondered, like, we haven't really gone that far, have we, from from back in the days then, you know?
3: Yeah, so I like think exactly. that at the end,
2: so. it's the same or even worse, I guess, because it's true. At the beginning, there were some cases of women actually joining the army. And I think that's not even a question anymore. And I also feel, I was telling her that before I read a news that they were planning on uh, liberate some men from prison to join the army. And I was thinking that uh, like they uh, they have like many resources and they have really many different ways that it doesn't have to include, you know, men being in this put in this position. Mm.
0: True. I mean, of course, we can we can of course question about the existence of army in this yes, day and age. Yes, I mean, of course. I thought we had politicians for a reason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, we are strongly anti-war I mean, and anti-imperialism. Yeah, that has to be clear. Exactly. Yes, it has like To be el- clear. Anyone
0: can pull a trigger. That's not like rocket science. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> We're just here, yeah, to talk about the implementations of giving the person the gun and making them pull the trigger and what this does also to their gender performance and their gender activity, their gender, sorry, activity. I mean, yeah, activity, but also identity. Identity,
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that that goes all the way, not just in army, but I think it goes uh, very well into the corporate world as well. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and there are indeed, like you mentioned earlier, like dangers of like having this kind of a binary view. No, um, yeah. yeah, cool. cool. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. I think um, the next track is is very much in line with, uh, with current events. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you chose it. It's called <laughs> I, I think it, wait, what is it called? It's called: Shum. It's called Shum Yes, it's called Shum, and you might know it from the from from Eurovision um, by a band called Go A from Ukraine. enjoy That was shown by the band Go A, as you might remember from Eurovision twenty twenty one. Was it? This was, I yes, if I remember the correctly, one, yes. the last one. yeah. Perfect. Really, really, really good tunes. Thank you so much. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV one hundred seven point five FM, live from the studios of Bankastrat. So, thank you very much, RTV and Banka Studios, for hosting us in the studio today. Is yeah, well, me, I'm doing the tech, and Christina and Maria.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) From the uh, feminists of Maastricht. And yeah, that is pretty much our topic of uh, discussion today.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we have come to the point where we just shamelessly plug everything coming up. Yeah, promotional material. Yes. So take your notepad out. Is it today? Notebook, notepad, whatever. iPad. Yes. (laughs) Take your paper, honestly. You might or lose. Everything else. If you
2: have like photographic memory you can also memorize. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Just remember what we are gonna say for the next like five minutes very, very clearly. So eighth of March is coming up of course, which is International Women's Day and FOM and a bunch of other organizations around the city of Maastricht are organizing a protest. So let's start with that. We are protesting on the 8th of March at 7 p.m. Come join us at Vrijthof Square and we're gonna have a map of the route that we're gonna follow. We are going to march and then we end up back at the square. A lot of speeches for the day, a lot of chants. Come feel the energy. We just want to stress out. International Women's Day is not a celebration of womanhood. It's a strike. It has a cultural significance, it has a political significance, as we have said a lot of times in our meetings before and in our conversations with each other, the personal is also the political. Whatever affects you in your own bubble, in your own reality, there is a way to amplify this and to connect yourself with other people out there who struggle. And to connect it with the policymakers and to demand equal rights. This is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. 8th of March at 7 p.m. at Wrighthof, International Women's Day is a strike. So, Maria, also, why don't you tell us more in detail the program for the week? Because we have a whole week of actions.
2: Yeah, so starting uh, with Monday, you know, one day before the actual strike, we have at the in between here in Master Week, we have feminist a feminist film screening and we will also make banners and all type of of things you can imagine for the <laughs> protest the next
1: day. So that's at 7.30 so I, I hope to see you all there. Mm-hmm. We will provide the paint guys that's a, that's a reason on its own to come join.
2: Yeah, the paint will be free
1: you know. Yeah, paint will be free for everyone. <laughs> that's, that's something.
2: So yeah, then uh, on the 8th at seven, as Christina mentioned before we have the march and we really want to stress out that this is not only I mean, this is not a celebration, this is not a party we want to really come and fight for our rights and share stories, you know. We will be sharing our experiences and having kind of um, acknowledging all of that's happening here in Maastricht and happening in the world. So mark that date on your calendar because we think it's really important, really of relevance. Then uh, two days later on the 10th of March, we have many, many things coming. First that
1: uh, iArts, right, that you're, Faculty? Mm-hmm. It's at her denking's plan, but just Google I You know, <laughs> while you're on your notepad that you took out before, I'll give you thirty seconds.
2: <laughs> no, no, kidding. So there we have uh, at one uh, p.m. We have a feminist
1: art exhibition. Um what do you think, Christina, is going to be about? So we have um, five student artists exhibiting, and. We just had an open call that literally said, this is feminist art, but we want your experience to be included. So we have one artist that's touching the subject of uh, productivity, for example, and how we're overwhelming ourselves in the capitalist system, because of course, this has a lot to do with women as well. We are bound by free labor at home and we are bound by unequal pay in the workplace. So that was just one example. We have spoken word pieces. We have a short film about the Greek pushbacks. What else do we have? We have a lot of things. Just check also every Facebook event that we've created for it and our Instagram for all the updates.
2: Yeah, so keeping on the same date, we also have many, many different activities. One of them is uh, we are going to meet a Dominican to write letters to imprison Belarusian women. Uh, we will talk about Belarus. We will also hear some histories and we will get the chance to get informed better. I think it's something really needed uh, regarding uh, Belarus and the whole situation there. Mm. And at seven at Centrum uh, Valk Therapy, I guess it's mentioned like that. <laughs> <laughs> Great <one. laughs> thank I, you. Go for it. Uh, there's a consent workshop. We will also uh, really encourage and invite you to join us and we will t- we t- be talking about consent, about what it means and why, why
1: is it necessary in mm-hmm. every situation how to say yes to yourself and no to others. That's the full title, which I find very, very interesting. Okay,
2: and then coming to the end, we have on the 11th of March an open mic night at 6 at the uh, Café Mixed Gear Coffee, uh, which is, I think, in the city center right near Mm -hmm. Markt. And yeah, we will have an open mic, so everyone is welcome to join also to share your experiences. In this event, I think it's really important to speak up and we want to hear your opinion. we want to hear mm-hmm. um, yeah, what's your life here, what's your life has, what your life has been before and I think everyone will be really welcome to talk from
1: respect uh, perspectives. Mm-hmm. And just keep in mind that for some of these you might need to maybe register in advance or that might be uh, a specific number of people allowed in the building, so just make sure to go check everything out that seems interesting to you. Of course, at the protest, we will see you there. That's not optional. Just join us. <laughs> but for the rest, just yeah, take into consideration that you might need to register for it.
2: Yeah, I think it's also important to mention that all of these things you just mentioned, all of these events, are doing in collaboration with many other organizations, uh, kind of fighting for the human rights. Uh, so, for example, Amnesty, Q, uh, Free Palestine... Etc., you can see this at our Instagram. And now that I'm talking about our Instagram account, <laughs> I think it's uh, the perfect timing uh, to do more promotion. Such a smooth transition. Thank you. <laughs> I was planning on that. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a, um, a really active Instagram called Feminist of Maastricht, as you all together, as you hear it. So, it's at Feminist of Maastricht, and there we will post, we always post events, we post kind of summaries of the event. Sometimes we post some information that's um, really important if you are living in Maastricht. And there you will also find our uh, link tree to maybe some uh, resources, uh, something that's maybe of your interest too. And then check out uh, the Facebook page also, which has the same name, if I'm
1: not mistaken. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. But if you want to text us, maybe do it on Instagram.
2: <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to receive some type of message then go to Instagram <laughs> or feedback at all. Go to Instagram or to our email.
1: But yeah we can we also post events and you can join events on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And maybe now is also a good time for another smooth transition. Maybe let's say a little bit how it works if you wanna join us. So we're in Maastricht apparently Obviously, <laughs> feminism, of Maastricht. If you're somewhere else, though, do join your local feminists, you know, don't, don't wait exactly, up for us. yeah. Yeah, look very Eindhoven or whatever. Yeah, feminist I'm Mr. Sure Feindhoven. Start it up. Might exist already. <laughs> Create it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in Maastricht, we have meetings every week. So 99.9% of the time, maybe even a hundred. We have meetings every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Um, Every time we kind of update you about where the exact location is. Sometimes, most of the times, it's in the city center, a lot of times at the law faculty, but we always update you on our Instagram. Also from our Instagram, you can find the link to our WhatsApp group. Because some of the events that we do are closed, so this means that only the WhatsApp members get an notification for them. Because it might be more of a conversation or a topic that's a little bit more sensitive, so we want to keep a safe space for these conversations yeah, to exist. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's also really good to join the group because there are also uh, people posting initiatives that are interesting for for us. And really, for our members, they really enjoy these things.
1: Yes, exactly. We always encourage people to just exchange. It's very good that we can have all these people inside so we can send each other links, videos, like a film recommendation, literally anything you could imagine that has to do even remotely with the subject of intersectional feminism. Also, other than the closed meetings, we host open events. So these are just promoted, they're blasted everywhere. We normally collaborate with other organizations, such as the ones that we're doing the 8th of March with right now, but also sometimes maybe we'll just reach out to lecturers or other people that are experts in their own field and we will collaborate on a specific topic. So this can be more debates or Q and A's or anything other that you can join. Yeah, discussion panels. Exactly, even without being a member or part of our WhatsApp group. And the last things we do are the fun side of intersectional feminism, which are the social events. So think of the social events as an amazing, amazing first date. It will never go wrong. It will always feel great the next day. Come and join, get to know us. They're really, really
2: fun. And even if, I think it's the best if you are new Maastricht, you get to meet, meet your fellow feminists, a lot of people. And I think the feedback we always receive is really, really good. People really enjoy the social events. I think it's our top one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We enjoy them too. Sometimes we need a break. That's why we need you.
0: (laughs) That's good to know. But but, but again, when is your weekly weekly social events? On Uh,
1: Thursdays at 6.30, normally at Delo Faculty. So every period, actually that's a a great remark. So every period we kind of decide how many of what category we're going to have. So let's say that in one period and we measure it in like the uni periods as they come and let's say that we're going to have maybe... Two closed events that are more of a conversation around the topic, let's say femicide, which was a recent one that we did. And then let's say we're going to have two open events, maybe in collaborations, like for example, we did a film screening with Free Palestine Maastricht and that is open so anyone can join. And then... One social event a month, but these numbers kind of change. So it's that's why it's really good to follow us because yeah.
2: you should stay updated on, on yeah. everything is updated on our Instagram page. So yeah, you should be keep an eye on that.
3: Cool,
0: cool, cool, cool. Uh, super nice. Yeah, it's also nice to nice to hear these these perspectives. Um, it's a nice, uh, nice. How do you call it? Like a like a fresh, fresh welcome, a fresh change. It's like mm-hmm. a fresh perspective, basically. Yeah. Um Indeed, compared to like the within codes mainstream uh, mm. ideas of feminism. And yeah, and really thanks a lot for, for sharing your, your socials and um, where to find you. But I think we are sadly slowly coming towards the end of our, um, our episode today.
1: We're not going anywhere. <laughs> stay here. Okay, stay yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> please do please do and so do the listeners don't go anywhere
1: oh <laughs> 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 third smooth transition <laughs> that's, that's you, when you me. need that's mm-hmm. when you need the um, the ring yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's when you need the how
0: do you get it say get clean clean. Clean. <laughs> yeah. I can do it <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely <laughs> yeah so the second hour is also gonna be well fun filled I think let's see how, how things go but um well, thank you very much for listening. And we are about to transition slowly into our last song, which is Last Tesis. Can yeah. you please Las see tesis. the name of the song?
2: Yeah, the name is Un Violador en tu Camino. En tu Camino. In sí. Spanish.
0: In Spanish. So. And
1: thank you again so, so, so much for having us Student Radio Radio Sham. Thank you so much for being our tech and our host. Honestly, this was such a good, yeah, such a good day. Good experience, yeah. A really good um,
0: experience i'm glad it went through uh, without a glitch so far <laughs> <laughs> i'm still doing tech so things things could go wrong uh but thank you no but thank you thank you for being here and yeah doing an episode with us also thanks to rtv and bunker studios for um yeah uh, enabling us to to do to do our radio podcasts uh, once uh, once a week every wednesday from six to eight and yeah i think it's time to Listen to this lovely song by Las Tesis Un violador en tu camino. camino. Exactly.
3: That's good.